0: Hello there. My name is Chris Polad. I am known by the kids of Little Pieces Club Ministries as Mr. Chris. I'm a pediatrician who's been working at an academic institution for a little over 15 years. I'm a Bible nerd, a child of divorce, and soon to be an author. I created Little Pieces Club Ministries around the idea that when our hearts break, God can still make works of art from the broken pieces. I run small groups for children, teens, and I consult with uh, and support parents. I also give lectures and seminars on request. The content centers around the science of adversity, abuse, and neglect, or ACE science, and how biblical design patterns harmonize with it. Along the way, I discovered that Jesus' story, wrapped in the design patterns of the Good Shepherd and the Tree of Life, help us process, grieve, forgive, and reintegrate our souls after trauma. This helps us grow strong in solitude and community, leading us to love God, self, and others, which is what the greatest commandments or greatest blessings are telling us we should do. The podcast is geared to help parents understand their children's point of view and be a good shepherd through hard times. You can follow the ministry on social media, in several different areas. Uh, On Instagram, we are at LPC Ministries. On Twitter, we are at Club Pieces. And on TikTok, we are at Little Pieces Club. In the YouTube video of this podcast, you will see QR codes for our Facebook group and our YouTube content. I love getting questions and comments. So now let's get into this week's episode. Our at-home format for small groups, for those of you um, trying to support small groups, um, starts with a fun and relaxing 15 to 20 minutes. Next time is followed by a snack or basically a meal time uh, where we go over prayers in a style that is very much like uh, examine of conscience. And then we go into the video lesson part of the application uh, following, uh, followed by a prayer to close the video and a fun and relaxing activity again for 15 to 20 minutes. So right now we're just looking at a slide uh, as I'm going through the presentation that reminds us to do something fun for 15 to 20 minutes. Hopefully it does not involve a screen, although if you are having um, good fun, good clean fun with someone else, Uh, the screen time is okay and then just remember to set a timer so you come back a little bit of wisdom about why we set up small groups this way is we are actually trying to demonstrate the concept of sabbath keeping and we'll get more and more into that as we go but it is a time um, to regularly set aside work and that can mean a variety of different things to simply rest and delight in the gifts that God has given us. So now we're welcoming people back from their fun time, and you will need journals, prayer template, um, and then um, uh, go ahead and continue with the next um, activity. So now we're going into snack and prayer time, or journaling, depending upon uh, the age group. Uh, the older kids, I tend to um, tend to encourage them to keep a journal uh, while we have activity sheets for the kids. So what you're looking at on the screen is our prayer template, where we look over the the week. And we just ask kids to connect with the time that they have uh, felt uh, joyful and happy. Um, They have had a good amount of fun uh, and then invited them to bring forward their um, negative emotions like disgust, anger, sadness and fear. And when we go through those, we also want to ask, did God feel close or did he feel far at those particular times? And this is reflective of a very ancient process called examine of conscience. And what it does is it just helps reintegrate our souls. When we get a little far from God, um, we can realize that that's okay. And we just simply invite him to come back. So if those of you are leading a small group session and you um, are doing this, that's the basic idea. And what we always want to do is present ourselves as very warm and welcoming no matter what kids are feeling at a a given time and they may even try to provoke anger out of us and so we just want to be aware and ready uh, to respond with patience and kindness. We are now moving on to Ask Me and Ask Each Other which is uh, our time in small group where The kids uh, can ask any question of the small group leader about growing up in a divorced family. And this is the time uh, that's very valuable in your um, ability to write down things specifically to pray for for each kid and also send me questions that I can then put out in um, future content that uh, helps everyone know um, how to answer uh, questions like that. So the next starter question that we're going to look at today is um, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be and why? So hopefully we're doing a good job of creating a safe environment for kids to talk about these types of things. If not, don't put pressure on them, but uh, encourage them to journal about uh, this question later on. It will kind of lead us into uh, the, the time for this episode because we are spending time in solitude with God. And ultimately, we're looking at how God is going to help us transform. And part of that is understanding ourselves and knowing what it is that we want to transform as well. So the official title for this week's episode is The Private Christian Journey, Part 5, Solitude Means Time with God. And this is uh, a chapter two of the Sacred Rhythms book by Ruth Haley Barton that we received permission to adapt to our curriculum. And uh, you'll hear me make comments that uh, come directly from her, uh, but know that um, you can pick up this book and get a much more... Um, in-depth look at today's topic matter. A couple reminder slides for us uh, that I've got to review, and that is, um, I just remind kids that this private Christian journey is linked to this idea of the tree of life, where our roots grow underground in solitude with God, uh, looking for the living water and love and wisdom of Jesus. And that um, makes our trunk and branches strong and able to bear fruit that heals Um, now a tree grows both below the ground and above the ground at the same time so we have to give ourselves um, lots of grace as uh, our roots begin to develop and so the relationship that we have with god and others in community is represented um, with the tree above the ground and that's going to be our next uh, fairly long series. And to summarize, in solitude, um, our goals are to seek, find, and accept the love and wisdom that Jesus has to offer. And in community, we simply give that um, to others, just as Christ gives us free gifts. So far in our series, we have talked about the rider and the elephant and the power of choice And that we can then choose to seek to know God and then be willing to accept his free gifts. And then also we can choose to ask him for help. And then today we'll be talking specifically about solitude. So next, um, our elephant assessment test is the follows, is what follows. When it comes to being alone with God, my elephant is uncomfortable being with God on one side of the spectrum, and looks forward with delight to being with God. And as I'm looking at this, I am struck that we are touching upon this idea of attachment. And no matter what our attachment was growing up or being with our parents, we can forge a secure attachment with God the Father. And that is one of the goals of discipleship and so um, wherever the kids are on this spectrum um, if they're not all the way over uh, to looking forward to delight uh, to being with god then that implies there is some level of insecure attachment uh, that may be happening Um, we know that uh, one of the goals of psychotherapy often is to get people to understand secure attachment and the good news is attachment can vary um, over time with work so the next discussion question that um, you're preparing for in the small group is why do we need solitude and i go over um, over the next few slides um, several images that help us understand uh, that life's busyness um, being in crowds even helping someone with an emotional time all of it can Uh, be overwhelming and require some time in solitude. So looking through the images, we're looking at a busy uh, train and subway station. Next, we look at a busy street with a lot of people going in different directions. Next, we look at the image of two, probably friends, dealing with um, some type of an emotional uh, situation. And then this next picture that we look at is obviously a family. Uh, with three children, three, uh, four adults, and we see that they are very, very happy. Um, but I make the point that even when we're in a ton of happiness, this can overstimulate us, and we can, again, require solitude to recover and get back to our baseline. Another picture of a family at a beach who is having a great time, but on vacation, sometimes we can spend too much time uh, with individuals, and that's a problem as well. The next image that we look at is a girl on her cell phone. And again, while cell phones can connect us to community, um, there is a growing sense that uh, cell phones can not be healthy uh, if we are stressed by what's going on. So even when we're trying to make solitude, it's important to be aware of how cell phones should and should not play a role in those times. So the next discussion question that we can ask everyone is, can we get too much community? And the important point here is to hopefully guide the discussion to realizing that solitude is not bad and community is not bad. Um, It's finding the balance between the two. And so the old Ecclesiastes verses of there's a time for everything, and it lists a lot of polar opposites, the deeper wisdom in that passage is that we are wise when we know what time it is. So today we're going to be focusing a lot on solitude. And then we get to look at what Jesus was teaching his disciples when it came to solitude. And to that, we go to Mark 6, verses 30 through 33. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them coming and going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. But what we're looking at specifically in this passage is Jesus telling them, within the context of doing all this work with all sorts of people that needed them, he was telling them to come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. We jump ahead a little bit to Mark 6, verses 45 and 46. And immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. So what we see is that after Jesus dismissed the crowd and they had done a lot of work, he climbed a mountain and went up there to pray. And so we can see a little bit of pairing of solitude with exercise, which isn't a bad thing. But more importantly, we see that Jesus was taking his own time to be in solitude with God. And as Jesus is a good shepherd, he is leading us along this path towards God. And time and solitude must then be an important part of this. So the next question that we can prepare for uh, for our small groups is, what is solitude? And so we can ask people, what do they think? And then we want to guide them through a couple of things. And these come directly from Ruth Haley Barton. And then being alone or in solitude is apart from everyone except you and God. It is lovingly selfish time that you get to spend with God. It should be natural and not forced with no have-tos, and you don't need to use words. And then you get to choose to create this place for you and God. Again, the power of choice is going to help you heal when you decide to create a place in your mind, in your heart, or in your home for, uh, for you and God. So what we're looking at in the video portion is a picture of a deer hiding in some underbrush. And what Ruth Haley Barton describes is our soul is like this. It's easily frightened away. And the time that we have in solitude helps us bring our soul out to the surface. And it um, is used to having to hide, having to be by itself, having to do whatever it can to survive. But our authentic self hardly ever comes to the surface. And part of our solitude time is getting used to um, allowing that authentic self to come to the top. So this week's activity is creating space for you and God. It's like creating a mental space that you can go to to be with God. So I'm going to walk you through the one that I did for myself, Um, but you can see that um, multiple steps along the way can be personalized to what you and or um, the kids are going to need. So I have some really nice visual images um, in the uh, YouTube version of this, Um, but if you're listening on the podcast, um, imagine that you're on a dock coming to the end and sitting down looking at your reflection, and then you see a fish come to the surface. Again, there have been no words that have happened. And then you see that fish, it's coming to the surface, but you know it could dive deeper at any moment. And maybe it's color indicates how it's feeling. This is you watching your soul come to that surface. Sometimes if the water is a little bit, um, is a little bit wavy, it's going to, you're going to have trouble seeing that soul. Um, but then suddenly you feel and hear footsteps slowly coming towards you. But this presence, um, brings you peace no fear, and actually an excitement that you get to spend time together. And this person comes and sits down at your side. And you can decide, is this Jesus or is this a parent-type figure, depending upon what you need from God or a counselor like the Holy Spirit. You are at peace, and this, um, uh, this reality is slowly forming um, in, your, in your mind. So next, we see a picture of a parent comforting a child. So you are at peace on this dock, and without words, you just lay your head on their shoulder and you simply know how each other feels. And then let what happens happen next between you and God. Feel free to pause even this podcast to get yourself into this mindset um, and then resume when you feel like you want to. Again, you are trying to go through this process so that you can guide the children in your small group or your own kids in how they can do it on the, uh, by themselves. So for the example, um, the very last picture is of uh, a baby sitting in the lap of their father. And I've, I've heard this description um, many times um, as our kind of posture as we are trying to spend time with God. Um A personal story, when I was doing this recently, a very large amount of fear just popped right into me. Like I didn't, I couldn't viscerally be in God's lap. And I realized at that moment, I was feeling a lot of shame um, from uh, ways that I had assessed my behavior uh, much earlier in my life, 30, 40 years ago. And so... Um, I had to sit, spend some time and deal with that. And then I was able to spend much more natural time in solitude with God. So again, um, be, be on the lookout for feelings of insecure attachment and realize that those came from your earthly time. And God has um, get, created us in a way that gives us the opportunity to rebuild that attachment with him And then ultimately ourselves and others as we live out the greatest blessings. So the only thing in this world that you can give God is free love from your soul and a desire to be with him. So um, work slowly in your mind to getting to that point. And so we'll have a few journal prompts that you can lead the teens through next. So building your own place of solitude um, so uh, kids can screenshot this or um, you can give them a list. But they need to uh, be encouraged to devote time uh, coming up with their own place of solitude. And um, remember, this mental imagery is helpful because we can use it at work, at school, at other places, whenever we need to. So in your regular daily life, um, one question to ask is where do they feel most connected to God. Make this a place for solitude. And then becoming aware of our soul is the next part of this. Does it freely come out or does it take a long time to emerge? And then pay attention to or lead them to pay attention to how they speak with themselves. Do they speak harshly? And then if they do, remind them that love is patient and kind and that to love yourself means speaking with a nice patient and kind voice so that leads us to our lectio verse for today and it's the mark uh, chapter 6 verse 45 46 that we talked about uh, so i'm going to read it through and you can follow my process but please feel free if another aspect of the scripture is speaking to you today that's important so you can pause the video and go through um, your process as you need So immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. So now we reflect on a part of this that is speaking directly to us. And for me, it's he went up on the mountain to pray. That imagery is speaking to me like I need to put effort into my time um, in solitude with God. So now we get to reflect on this verse again. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. So now we get to respond to this. So I get to think through how I'm going to um, create this solitude today in this week. So read it through the third time. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. So finally, after all of this, I get to rest in this idea that scripture has communicated to me directly this imagery that I can incorporate into my life. So immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd, and after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. So as I always do, i uh, close this podcast and episode in prayer, and I just thank you for the efforts that you're putting in to help the kids um, uh, go through this process, and please feel free to comment and um, uh, ask questions, uh, because they will help um, inform future episodes. So Abba Father, help us remember to keep creating our solitude space with you. Help us remember it is okay to be lovingly selfish and wanting to be with you, and help us develop a much more secure attachment to you um, because the world uh, most likely did not help us understand secure attachment. Call to us when it is time to return to our place of solitude so that we can be together, allowing ourselves to rest and delight in feeling known and valued by you. Thank you for your healing and restoring presence in our solitude. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you again for being with us, and please have a blessed week until we can be together again.